0: Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy, American winning machine. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kids stealing, wheeling dealing, in right! jet flying, son of a gun.
1: Welcome into the Victory Bells podcast.
0: Gangsters, what's up, guys? Hey, guys.
1: Oh, big golf, huh? All right. On Red Raider Sports Radio. Well, see you later. And now, here's Will. Straight cash, homie.
0: What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome into the latest edition of the Victory Bells podcast, brought to you guys from the Hypnotic Donuts studio. And as always, guys, wanted to tell you to, to go out and visit our guys out at... It, uh, in denton or in or in dallas either one go see our friend james at hypnotic donuts if uh you're craving something sugary something uh sweet something uh chickeny something biscuity go ahead and uh go on out there and, and hit those guys up uh big fans of theirs and uh know they're big fans of redditor sports james is specifically and, and appreciate him coming on board this year so if, if you're in dfw uh, I, I highly encourage you to go check those guys out, and not just because they're a sponsor, but legitimately because James is good people and uh, always want to support uh, Red Raiders, and he certainly, he and his folks certainly are that. So, I, oh, hi Matt, how you doing? By the way, now that I hear your breath. <laughs> Hey, brother. Hey, hey uh, brother.
1: No, I was just going to say, uh, besides my breath, uh, I was going to say that uh, I'm headed to the DFW area for Thanksgiving with the family, and uh, donuts are a big hit with my three-year-old and two-year-old, so I'm going to definitely go by and try and see James as soon as possible and uh, get my hands on some of those as well. So uh, I suggest you guys do the same. Well,
0: well, well, well. How about that? Um, I, I, which, which I agree with, and I highly encourage. So always, always enjoy... Uh, the, the the sweets as as you say in my household as well. So, uh, I guess just hopping right into things this week. Matt uh, got a couple things we wanted to cover and talk about. Got a couple of notes here on the recruiting trail. I think the first thing we really wanted to hit on here was uh, you get a kind of surprise left field decommitment from from uh, from John Graves here. So I guess what kind of was. The issue do you think or what do you think kind of the deal was defensive lineman that was committed to you and just decided to uh you know pull the trigger
1: who knows man i mean it's not worth spending a lot of time on we we already have the the comments posted on sunday from graves but but you hit the nail on the head out of left field you know and i mean i I, I guess if the comments are 100 percent true then i never blame a kid for for wanting to see what's possible but um the 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 premise there is that oh i committed but then nobody else wanted me since i committed so now i want to see who else wants me well how committed were you and then that so that's kind of screams to me that this was more of a two-way street and there's another side of the story whether that i mean i hate to say it whether it's i don't think it's grades but it, it could also be i mean you guys saw earlier in the year with cameron valentine you know, he, I think he retweeted his decommitment like nine times yeah, uh, in, in two or three days. And he's since gotten one offer from like New Mexico State. Uh, so at, at some point in time, you know, uh, not as an excuse, but, but Coach Jameson is still getting used to the landscape of Texas and what's out there and available to him. And, you know, what the, the way I explain it to people that ask me is you see a kid tweet, offer from texas tech with three or four pictures you know what i want you to remember is usually when that is going to start happening in january february march through through may right yeah you're going to see a lot of that that there's come with contingencies just like anything else in life it either means you need to come and visit us this spring or this summer or uh, you need to make plans to visit a game this season yada 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 come to a camp whatever it may be it's not always a hey, here's your offer, and then I want you to also remember that official offers go out uh, in August. So, yes, yes, yes. a couple of different things there, but but along those lines, I mean, it leaves you with one defensive tackle commitment and Jalen Hutchings. I know we're going to talk about a new offer, uh, but I, I'm just a big proponent of adding depth, and we've seen over the years how attrition can you know affect this. And right now, a guy like Mike Thomas is playing out of his mind, and you know, Broderick Washington's doing some good things, but that's what we do in recruiting. We project, you know, we, we talk about depth. We talk about attrition. We talk about who's graduating, who's up next. And it's hard for us to often, you know, promote, you know, this guy's the answer, but right now, you know, all due respect to Hutchings, he's injured and I know he's very athletic. Hopefully he bounces back and he can be that guy. But I just think you need to add more. You need to identify another target. So, you know, um, Look, good luck to Graves, but I mean, honestly, he's tweeting a bunch of stuff about North Texas, so I, I don't think you're going to necessarily lose a guy like that to a conference rival or a, right, uh, yeah. a, a SEC school. I don't think it's a, a you know, I don't think it's a situation where Tech wasn't good enough for him. So, best of luck to him, uh, but I think it just makes what happens next in in you know after the holiday here and into into December. All that much more important uh, because you're going to have, for the first time ever, an early signing period, and you're going to have the coaches, you know, after the season's over, free to, you know, either they keep their job, right? Which is a whole other yeah, conversation. If, if that doesn't happen, but, yeah, we but, have a whole other conversation here, yeah. Yeah, but hosting recruits, you know, on visits and offering other kids, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, when we talk specifically about the defensive side of the ball, I mean, let's be honest, that's the glaring, you know, offense has been pretty much done for months and, you know, any commitments that are forthcoming, as we'll discuss, are looking like they're from the offensive side of the ball. So now we need to take a look at, okay, well, um, what's next for this defense and and how many are they truly looking to take? So that's all I'll say about Graves. Cool.
0: I got you. No, and it's one of those things, like you said, you you lose a, a commitment there and it's an interesting situation. Uh, and, and we'll see what happens with him. But like you said, just, just an odd, I think just an odd decision there from him. So, uh, speaking of defensive lineman though, and a guy that could be a possible replacement there, uh, and and I think with the fact that you're losing Mike Thomas and you're going to lose a couple guys here within the next few years, as far as your depth there at defensive tackle, uh, looks like you, you're interested in taking a Juco guy here and Charles Cameron who plays at uh, at Cole Lincoln and, and, uh, in uh mississippi uh defensive tackle uh juco guy and uh matt I know you got to talk to him earlier this week uh so, you know just an offer we kind of missed here a couple weeks ago that flew under the radar didn't ever uh catch on to it but uh a guy that uh sounds like tech is is really interested in, in grabbing he's an early three for two guy uh sounds like louisville's in it as well so just kind of what have you heard from 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 him from from cameron so far matt
1: I mean in a nutshell it was it happened at 7:30 on Halloween night so that is absolutely why it was missed. Yeah. I was out with the kids trick or treating and you know shame on us though but the good news is we we caught it a couple of weeks later. Uh turns out he will be uh visiting the 1st through the 3rd of December so right. that's a positive. Made a couple comments that he had watched Tech growing up but this is a kid that went to high school in Mississippi and now junior college in Mississippi. Um for those that don't know Colin is you know one of the considered one of the better uh, JUCO programs, if you will, in the nation, and so uh, six two and a half. So I gave him the six three, uh, but two ninety, and um, you know he he's produced this season. So I, I don't think co- all conference awards have been given out, but he'll be a guy that'll probably be on those lists. So I I look at this very similar to uh, a Mike Thomas, and and I would bet you know dollars to donuts that uh, at some point in time Coach Jamison had recruited him at FAU, whether that be in high school or. Pardon me, in high school or, or even, you know, early on in his JUCO career, because, you know, and I only reiterate that to say they usually recruit junior college guys that they have a prior relationship with or know a little bit more about. But right. anyway, he made, you know, I asked him for clarification and I, I didn't get a, a clear answer, but he made a comment, something to the effect of I'm the only person he offered at Colin or only defensive tackle he's, he's offered at this point in time. So anyway, you know, obviously, you know, the, 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 the adoules that, that are there, right. Is that, okay. You know, early enrollee, good size, you know, bring in depth for defensive tackle, which we just kind of alluded to. Right. Um, so going to get him on campus, got to compete against Louisville, got to compete against Toledo this kid's a former Kansas commit. So, Um, he's definitely got some respectable offers in, you know, never say never, right? He's going to Louisville this weekend. He could get any other offer, you know, imaginable in between his time there and his visit to Texas Tech. So what he told me is that it sounds like Tech will get that last visit, and then he's going to go home, talk to mom, pray about it, and then announce on December 11th. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I've got to talk to him after the visit, get his thoughts. He said the location didn't matter, um, but for a kid from Uh, Mississippi, it would be a heck of a lot easier for him to go to Louisville than, you know, move to Texas and West Texas at that. So, you know, got to see what kind of impression they make on him. Got to see what the situation is, you know, on December 3rd, December 4th, when we get a chance to to review the visit with him.
0: Yeah, and like you said, will be interesting. You'll have this one wrapped up uh, one way or another in less than a month. So uh, we'll find out here pretty shortly. Uh, We'll see how his visit goes to Louisville this weekend, and then we will wait for him to come out to tech I guess for his visit so I uh, had one more little bit uh, recruiting nugget to kind of hit on here Matt and uh old, uh old Emmett Jones out here with the uh, classic cryptic uh, cryptic recruiting tweet I don't know how you want to phrase this I guess the alarms and the finger over the over over the the shush sign I guess is that what we're gonna go with here
1: I don't know. Mine showed up as a box with a question mark in it. So, oh. whatever you say, it goes.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah,
1: no, I mean, we don't get that a lot. A lot of um, Oregon's coaches are big on doing that stuff. And, you know, every once in a while in a blue moon, we'll get it from the tech coaches. But, uh, no, we, I mean, you know, obviously he's the receiver's coach and it points to uh, receiver. We know that uh, Eric Izakin was going to be back in town this weekend. We know he's announcing the Saturday. After Thanksgiving between Tech, Utah, and SMU, and uh, last time, I mean, I know he's been in town since, but last time I saw him was when I was in Lubbock at the Arizona State game. He was decked out in Tech gear, taking selfies on the field, looked like he was having a great time, and and through the sources I've talked to, even since then, I had asked, okay, you got this four-star in town. But you've got all these receiver commits. Tell me how this works. How does it stack yeah. up? And it's no secret that we've told you guys that, that Gabriel Douglas is is in that gray area to uh to to either qualify or not qualify, right? So Probably
0: leaning towards not if we
1: were honest, correct. yeah. And then if you just look at receiver type, Fulcher's the only other type that you have that's you know, six and above and, and one eighty and above. Yeah. The rest of the guys are clearly slot receivers. Which is and, where and, you and,
0: need to replace the most moving forward.
1: Correct. And so um, I I just think that, you know, when you've got kids, we always talk about, you know, get them to Lubbock and, you know, you need kids that want to be in Lubbock. Everyone I've talked to, whether it's a coach or it's a support staff or just someone in the know, has said that Izakima just loves the atmosphere at Texas Tech. So to me, you add all that up and it's a no brainer. If he wants to play at Texas Tech, then. You know by all means let's let him play because I see a kid who's very talented I see a kid who contributes on special teams and knows how to use his size and will only continue to develop so um and obviously people like four stars so there you go um yeah. but but yeah I you know i I see him committing to Texas Tech when he announces i I want to say he said it was NBC uh, DFW yeah, so well, nBC and DFW, correct and obviously we'll we'll make every effort to to talk to him and, right. and get his feedback, whether it's, you know, tech or, or whoever it may be from a rival standpoint. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean uh, that's that's who I believe he was uh, alluding to, and um, you know I'd be more than happy to be wrong, but uh, but but I think that's what it is, and I think you know Level alluded to it on the Matador report. We we may have alluded to it a week or two ago, um, but you're gonna you're gonna see other guys like a Valentine or a Graves leave this class for for better or for worse, um, and I think you may see that um, you know here in the Houston area, um, but but we'll see. I, I think overall, just when you look at it from a numbers standpoint, though you have an overwhelmingly number uh of, of offensive recruits. Now you need some yeah. guys on defense. And if you just look at it like at the diehards that have covered or covered that have read all of our reports and cover and, and watched recruiting over the past couple of years, you know you have gone pretty heavy on defensive back. You have gone pretty heavy I say pretty heavy on defensive line, but I, I feel you can never have too many of those guys. Right. Um but you but don't necessarily news, The good go news
0: is you've got a bunch of bodies at both the, in the secondary and the defensive line for the next two three years at least.
1: Correct. I mean, if I'm if I was just throwing out my personal preference, right? I mean, I understand that at DB you're probably fine. You don't really need to take a big class this year. You may add a, a guy late that that blossoms or that you really like. But when I look at it, you know, from a depth standpoint, you were able to redshirt and ban a sore, uh and and that's nice. But if you look at the past couple of years, I think you need to take a couple more D linemen just for numbers purposes. And I would like to see them take another linebacker because although you like what you see from Jeffers, you look at the class this year, you look at the offers and maybe they haven't gotten the guys that they really wanted. Um, But all that to say is that numbers wise, I get why they they don't have as many DBs or or targets right now um, and that maybe they take one or two more. Uh, But especially along the D line, I'd like to see one or two guys, even if, they get someone to come in early from the juco ranks because depth is is key at that position we the team has been very lucky when it comes to injuries this year very healthy Uh,
0: yeah right so uh yeah i I guess just to wrap it up for from my thoughts uh same as you and, and i think we both have heard from a couple different uh folks we've kind of been able to get in touch with that i i mean based off my understanding i think i would expect uh just, just to wrap it up with as a con, I think that is who I expect to, to, to be who they're talking about there, who coach, uh, coach, coach, uh, coach Jones is talking about there. And, uh, I would just, uh, expect his commitment on November 25th. We'll see. Uh, and things can change, but it's my understanding that you, you feel pretty good about that position. So, uh, moving forward, Matt, just kind of the last thing we wanted to touch on here real quickly. Uh, Last weekend, you get a win over Baylor that you had to get if you're this, this staff. Uh, we're expected to win it, but saw some good things, I think, on defense, specifically with red zone defense. Uh, liked what you saw on special teams. Offensively, it was pretty up and down again, like it's been here, I think, the last month and a half or so. Didn't finish as well as you'd like to, but I think you like how you finished that game, and uh, again... Uh, you got a big one come up this weekend with TCU, who you know lost a, a huge game in Norman last weekend. Looks like they're pretty dinged up, so it's going to be an interesting matchup this weekend, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think you and I had probably talked or texted, uh, you know, for the Baylor game, I mean, it, to me, it was both... I mean, everybody can say a win's a win, but I mean, it's really frustrating because you got a team that's downtrodden, full of injuries. They suffered even more injuries during that game, right. and you're facing a true freshman quarterback. So, I mean, I think the defense deserves a lot of praise. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I mean, we just saw the offense struggle again, and and it just, if you look at that game practically and and take off the tech fan, you know, glasses, it it was not impressive. I mean, no, I the the a, a couple of those. Uh, turnovers are self-inflicted. You know they're they're dropping a, 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 a fake handoff or or a quarterback. You know fumbles the ball. And good on the linebackers and and Mike Thomas for for being there to get the ball. But I, I feel like you know when you look at any sort of an advanced stat or just kind of look beyond the numbers. You know, those those aren't necessarily tech forcing that. And I think it's great that they buckled down in the red zone. Um, and, and I don't want to take away anything or, or make this sound too negative, but at halftime of that game, you know, if you're a tech fan, there's no way you felt comfortable. There's no way that, that, that you could argue with the fact that that game could have easily been tied or you could have been down by yeah. three points. And I think the encouraging things are that, yes, the defense did stand up and it's kind of frustrating because it makes you wonder, you know, if, you know, everybody talks about missed field goals. I talk about, Hey, what if Jordan Brooks plays against Kansas state? Right. Cause, cause yeah. I even heard you and AD talking about how, well, a true freshman, you know, did this, this and this. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think if you have Brooks, that's another great equalizer in that game, too. Everybody's kind of talking about defenses, defense that. I mean, it, you know, this team has a chance to become bowl eligible. They they kind of blew their obvious chances. And so cool. now – Right. And so so now they need to, to buckle down. And, um, you know, nobody likes another 11 a.m. game uh, this weekend. But, but if you ask me for my takeaways against Baylor and just leave it at that, it would be frustration uh, because – you could have made a statement. You could have stepped on their throat, but that has never occurred this entire season. You've always let teams sit around, yes. whether you won the game or not. You have let them stay within striking distance, and they played with fire again. So, yes, they won the game, but, um, but but yeah, I mean, and, and that the only other thing I'll say is why doesn't Douglas Coleman play more?
0: Uh, I'll tell you because of how well Justice Parker's been playing at, at, at nickel. I think they
1: like him better than Coleman right now. That's fine, but every time Coleman's on the field, he just makes something happen. But I think he you, just, you'd argue
0: that with Justice Parker because he had three turnovers and three back-to-back games this year. I, I would,
1: and, and, and I guess it's a good problem to have. It's just kind of weird to me that, that – anyway, I don't know. I mean, good, I good for both of them. But but that's the I just that uh, that's the one thing you know as a as a takeaway from the game it's like man every time this guy gets into a game whether it's, it's a true freshman or this year he's just making something happen so yeah, I'd like to see him on the field a little bit more um, but yeah those it, it, that's the same thing I texted you is like you know it's time you know when have you seen this team just step on another team's throat you know they could have yeah. had every opportunity when you have five turnovers and you only win a game what was it single digits or by eleven right yeah, I mean the, that's the
0: Houston game is what you're talking about.
1: Well, I'm talking about this past weekend, but yeah, Houston too. They
0: won it by 14 with four turnovers,
1: and then they won
0: uh, against Houston. They had five turnovers and only won by three.
1: Sure. So, I mean, it's just that kind of stuff is frustrating because, you know, um, it's on one hand you can feel really good about the defense and what they've been able to do turnover-wise and how that kind of fits into what Gibbs has preached ever since he got here, but then it's just really frustrating because you can't count on the offense to really – uh, capitalize on that. There was one point in that game where you had, I think, three to four turnovers out of the five, and you only had a plus three. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy.
0: No, it's and it's it's just more these issues with the offense that for whatever reason, uh, they just play super streaky, and especially where it seems like they play well in first halves, and then they play very poorly in second halves, uh, where their execution just really drops off a cliff. And Coach Kingsbury's talked about he doesn't know why. They don't really know why you got to get that figured out, or you're going to lose this weekend to TCU, and you're going to lose in Austin because of how good those defenses are. Now, the curious thing this weekend, as we kind of wrap this up, Matt, the curious thing going into this weekend is, uh, do we see Kenny Hill or not? Because there's talk out of Fort Worth that it may be Sean Robinson you see at quarterback instead, which, which in- intrigues me because I think I'd rather see Kenny Hill.
1: I think if you see if you see Sean Robinson, I think you have – Basically, you have Kansas State's offense with a better offensive line, if that makes sense. And while I don't want to denounce Robinson's ability to throw the ball, A, this would be his first start in college as a true freshman and on the road. So um, he can run like no other, and that will be difficult. But I also feel like going back to my statement. You know, if Brooks isn't sick against Kansas State, then you got Allen, who's roaming the middle, and then you got Brooks or one of the two who can spy a quarterback, right? So, yes. so you know, not to say that Jeffers didn't do a good job. He's just you know, he's he's not as mobile as a as a as a, um, Brooks right now. It's just that's facts. So I would say you know, be careful what you wish for. Maybe, um, but I, I honestly think that we'll see both guys. I think that um, if I had to guess, I think he'll end up playing, but I think they'll end up switching him out or, or they'll have, you know, the delayed quarterback run right. just because this offense has been susceptible to, to that sort of an, an attack. And, yeah. and again, I don't want to say Robinson's terrible at throwing the ball, but you guys can go back to evaluations of him late last year into uh, all-star game season and, and late season and, you know, he just did not have a good completion percentage. And, and okay. let's, we can't pretend that he didn't have talent on that DeSoto team. So yeah. it'll be interesting um, to say the least. And, and I don't know. Maybe we talk about this and he'll end up playing either way. Yeah. So I, I don't know.
0: We'll, we'll see what they end up doing. I think it depends on Hill's health because I think if he's healthy, he, it sounds like he'll start, but but I think that's up in the air. So, But to me, coming to wrap this all up, uh, coming back to it, I, I think it's all about how does your offense play against that defense a week after they just get
1: shellacked in Norman. So yeah. that's, what, that's what it really comes down know. to to me to wrap this up. But. you got to hope there's some, some Jones 18-teen stadium What's magic on, there. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, uh, you know, while while we don't have Mayfield in the uh, Oklahoma offense or offensive line, um, you know, well, I think you could still if if you're looking at it from a desperation standpoint on offense, throw the ball downfield. Make them either make a play or or get interference. Yeah. Yeah, Force, force it, you know, run, pull every trick that you have, because we're at the point of the season now where you're staring five and seven at the face or in the face. And um, yeah, you know. that's that's what you gotta do you gotta you gotta try to win these games you gotta do anything possible fake punts all of it we've seen it late in the season from this team
0: yeah and you gotta figure something out you gotta get a win either this weekend or next weekend uh gotta figure out something out though so anyway thanks so much matt and uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's edition of the victory bells podcast hope you have a very good weekend
1: see ya